This is Steve Hiles welcoming you to episode 39 of the Teacher Rockstar Podcast, a place where tips and strategies critical to the new teacher are discussed. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about 10 teacher tips for time management. But before we begin today's episode, a quick word from our sponsor. Would you like to supercharge your classroom management skills? Well, if you're a brand new teacher, a student teacher, or perhaps a teacher returning back to the classroom, the Teacher Rockstar Academy course is for you. Gain the confidence, the skills you need to crush it on day one and beyond. Take advantage of our 365-day email support, one-on-one coaching, and some super cool bonuses. Enroll now at the Teacher rockstaracademy.com that's teacherrockstaracademy.com this will put your teaching career on a whole new trajectory okay let's dive right in when teachers sit around in a teacher's lounge uh, they often complain about their messed up routines their students arriving late to class Uh, They leave late and have to prepare lessons at home and have to grade tests after working all day and the cycle continues. What if I told you all this can be avoided by mastering a skill, time management? In fact, strategic time management. Sadly, it is the skill individual teachers have to learn, master and implement on their own, In most instances, school authorities do not take much responsibility in training teachers as long as they are getting desired performance. As a result, educators find that time is at a premium as to learning time management in their personal and professional lives. Time management can be learned by following simple steps one at a time, but we must go back to the basics to build upon this concept. So going forward, we're going to be talking about tips on how you can master the art of time management. Like I said before, we're going to be discussing 10 tips uh, to help teachers with time management. Now, tip number one, setting clear goals. Um, It's easy to go from day to day plowing through your workload, putting out constant fires, and feeling like there's never uh, an end to all this. But what are you doing this for? Where are you going with it? What is the ultimate objective? Consider the things that you have to do and the things you want to achieve, Think short-term as well as long-term, and using the SMART model, set yourself some clear goals. Now, your goals should be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-bound, hence the acronym SMART. Now, consider the activities and tasks you spend your time on every day. How do they go towards helping you achieve those goals? Which ones are time wasters? What can you do to reduce the amount of time you spend on activities that don't go towards helping you achieve your goals? Okay. Tip number two, planning your time. With clear goals, you can now go about planning how to spend your time and organizing your day. For longer-term goals, consider a longer-term plan. Doesn't that make sense? Okay. Download a monthly planner or use a planner app to help you get a better overview of the steps you need to take to achieve those goals. It also helps to be able to look ahead each day and know how you will spend your day achieving your goals. Plan your day either the night before or the first thing that morning. Know what is important and what isn't, and be conscious of what contributes to helping you achieve your goals. 
as you prioritize the tasks for the day. Have a to-do list and enjoy the satisfaction of ticking each item off the list. You'll feel more productive and consequently more confident when you have a clearer overview of what you have accomplished. Tip number three, and this is a very important one, um, learn to say no. All right. Don't feel like you need to take on everything that is given to you. Consider your priorities and how a task might or might not contribute towards your goals. How would this new task or activity fit into your plans? If you are unsure, ask for time to decide by saying, can I think about it and get back to you on that? It's good to be helpful, but not to the detriment of your own health and sanity. So very important tip there. Uh, number four, be smart about lesson planning. A lot of the teachers I meet complain about the amount of time they spend planning their lessons. While it's good to plan your lessons, spending hours upon hours planning a 30-minute lesson and then doing that day after day can really sap the life out of any teacher. The fancy PowerPoint presentation that you took three hours to make might be really impressive, and that Cluedo-esque card game that took you two hours to create and another hour to print, cut, laminate might be great fun, but how much learning is really taking place as a result of those activities? Ultimately, our students are in class to learn, and although it may be difficult to actually measure learning, it is nevertheless important that we consider the time to learning ratio. Is the time we put into preparing an activity actually going to result in learning that is worthy of that input? Would an impressive PowerPoint actually result in more learning than if that lesson were to be delivered, let's say, on a whiteboard? While I will not hesitate to applaud the creativity and originality of creating the uh, Cluedo-esque card game for the overwhelmed teacher, those two hours might be better spent elsewhere. There are plenty of lesson materials freely available online for the busy teacher to print out and use. So keep an eye on relevant Facebook groups and Twitter accounts that regularly post links to downloadable teaching materials. Bookmark useful websites like, for example, Teacher Pay Teachers. Uh, there's lots of free stuff available there. And keep an organized folder of printouts, handouts that you've used so that you can reuse them again in the future. Moving on to tip number five, be smart about grading. Now, I have another uh, podcast, an earlier one, that talks about grading policies and strategies and things of that nature. Um, and the one thing I say there is everything does not have to be graded, okay? Uh, for example, okay, I often hear teachers complain about uh, grading of homework and assignments. Unfortunately, there isn't much about grading that's enjoyable, and the best thing to do is to be smart about it. Now, if the grading is objective, for example, you know, there is a right or wrong answer, then have your students do the grading. Uh, you know, uh, the added benefit is that our students will probably learn more from grading their own papers as it impresses upon them to consider possible mistakes and the reasons behind the right answers. Don't give out lots of homework from the start. Plan and spread out the deadlines for homework assignments you give so that you're not left with multiple piles of work to tackle all at once. Plan to grade a small load at a time rather than leaving them all till the last minute. Having the psychological burden of knowing you have a large pile of grading to do is not only soul-destroying, but will more than likely make you procrastinate further. As I said earlier, you don't have to grade everything. Consider only focusing on certain 
points when grading an essay and let students know beforehand say things like for this assignment I'll be specifically looking at how you organize your paragraphs you might want to check out uh, my podcast number six uh, reference grading uh, best practices okay I think that would be really an eye-opener for you now before we proceed to tip number six here's another word from our sponsor Imagine having access to educational products, instructional videos, top-rated teacher podcasts, and articles worth over $1,000 for just pennies a day. Wouldn't that be awesome? And you know what the best part is? You get a seven-day free trial. So really, what do you have to lose? Okay, go check it out. Take a look around. All you simply have to do is go to MyTeacherMembership.com. That's MyTeacherMembership.com. I will be adding more products each and every month, which also means more value. And I know you're going to love being part of this teacher membership community. Now, moving on to tip number six, be smart with technology. Okay, there are plenty of tech tools out there that can lighten your burden. Look into using Google Forms and their add-ons to help with homework and grading. Look into uh, Jing to audio record your feedback to their assignments instead of having to write everything out. Uh, Nikki Hockley's regular feature in each issue of ETP recommends some of the best ways to use technology in teaching, while Russell Stanyard's Web Watcher on the ETP website gives detailed tutorials on some of the most useful teaching tools online. Okay, moving on to tip number seven, eliminate time wasters. Here's a biggie here. What do you waste time on each day? Is it browsing on eBay for things you don't need? Is it checking Facebook updates, looking at Instagram photos, or watching cute YouTube videos of cats? Or is it getting involved in unproductive chats and email chains that cause nothing but frustration? Do you find yourself splitting your attention between trying to watch something on television and playing in a game on your phone, and then feeling deeply unsettled by the stress levels caused by uh, dissatisfying multitasking. It's important to know what it is you're wasting your time on. Remember that if you're truly getting rest and relaxation from doing that activity, then it isn't a time waster and can be categorized as having me time. However, if the activity isn't really relaxing you, then it's time to cut it out of your day. Then, proceed to set certain rules that will help you eliminate these distractions. For instance, decide that you will remain offline when you are grading or have a no multitasking rule when you're meant to be relaxing. Okay, tip number eight, apply the two-minute rule. This is, this is kind of a cool thing here. In David Allen's book, Getting Things Done, he proposes applying the two-minute rule to everything we do. For example, if it takes less than two minutes to complete, then get it done now. It would take more than two minutes if you were to come back later to do it. I apply this rule to answering questions and emails and online groups, uh, dealing with admin requests, photocopying, printing out handouts, and even daily household chores. In addition to the traditional two-minute rule, I also apply a variation of it to tasks that take a lot more than just two minutes to complete. When there is a bigger task ahead of me, like for example, a pile of papers to grade or writing a blog post, and I'm lacking in motivation to do it, I tell myself that I will start the task and do it for only two minutes. I often end up doing it for more than two minutes, 
and when I'm confronted with a task for the next day, I'm pleased to see that some of it has already been done, and I'm more motivated to finish the job, thus solving the problem of inertia. So, my addition to the two-minute rule is, if you have a task that you would uh, take more than two minutes to do, start it before the end of the day and do it for two minutes. Okay, number nine, practice mindfulness. Practice being mindful of what you do and enjoy what you're doing. When you are trudging along from one task uh, to another, it's easy to feel overwhelmed and lose sight of what uh, it is you're actually doing. Pay attention to what you're doing and, and how you're feeling about it. Focus on the parts of the task that you enjoy and remind yourself of why you're doing it and how it relates to your goals. Remember that the journey is often more important than the destination. And our final tip, number 10, allocate time for yourself. And this is very, very crucial. Okay, new teachers, you definitely need to make time for yourself. Okay, you've heard the expression, all work and no play makes Jack a doll boy. Well, allow yourself time to relax, time to exercise, and time to sleep. Keep a check on your work-life balance and engage in activities that nourish your body, your mind, and your soul. And remember that a happy teacher will inspire happy students. Well, friend, this brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hiles. We hope you've enjoyed listening to these tips and strategies on the top 10 teacher tips for time management. You know, when you get a moment, visit my blog and subscribe to my newsletter for the latest educational research, best practices, and unadvertised bonuses at stevesclassroomresources.blogspot.com. That's stevesclassroomresources.blogspot.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us at the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. And if you'd like to support us, please feel free to share our podcast with others. Post about it on social media. Leave us a rating and review. Uh, That would be awesome. Thanks again, and we'll see you same time, same place next week. And remember, my friend, you got this.